G'day everyone, how we going? Leon here from Body Mind by Leon for another incredible podcast. And today I have my co-host back on the show. We've been, I did a, a, a solo chat yesterday, Ryan Good, Mr. Ryan Good, and and I felt a little bit lost not having my co-host, but he's like, great to have you back. It's not the same without me, is it? Let's it, be honest. It's 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 not it's not the same. <laughs> um, and and I think and and I did try to justify why I hadn't been podcasting for the last couple of years. And I'm I'm not one man for excuses. I never really have been. But there's sometimes in life that you know there, there's other things that take priority. And obviously, doing the film that we did took a massive precedence for the last couple of years. So um, is that a good enough excuse? You reckon? It's good enough for me. I'll take it. I'll, I'll accept that excuse, but don't let it happen again, all right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, boss. Yeah, yes, yes, boss. Whatever you say. Yeah, and um, and I thought today, Ryan, we we would chat about probably one of the things that I don't think is spoken about a, a great deal and plateauing. Have, yes. Have yes. you really plateaued in your fit, health and fitness goals? So, mm. and and th- there could be a wide range of answers here. So, what we'll try to do, we're not going to beat around the bush. We, we, I like to get straight to the point and let let's get the, the let's get the listeners the answers. Mm. What 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 possible things can can we be looking for? That that you know when you give send updates through and your first you know impression is oh my god we got to cut food Leon I'm 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 low on my f- I'm obviously I've got X amount of calories but you know I haven't changed weight in the last two weeks but maybe your centimeters went down but you didn't even look at that but um mm. so this will be a great a- example because we can talk on both of us on personal experience and obviously myself being around in the bodybuilding world for twenty years training for thirty odd years so I've done nearly seventy shows so I I know what it's like to have a plateau I've coached myself before and I've done Done some silly things based on I thought I was plateauing, but sometimes I actually wasn't plateauing. And, and um, so I thought we'll start. I'll pass it over to you, Ryan. And 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 what would be something on your side that would make you think one day, oh, I've plateaued, I've plateaued, I've plateaued. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between when I was sort of coaching myself and trying to do little diets on my own, probably two years ago, three years before I met you, and what I do, what the, my experience now um, is. I think I was in such a hurry to make changes. I was desperate to move things forward, and I was so tied to to the weights on the to the numbers on the scale. Wow! And unless I saw that going down, you know, by at least a kilo every single Monday, without with it, and it was always fell on the Monday. What the scale said on that Monday when I restarted, that was the B end. Or I would make all my decisions based on what the scale said on that particular day, which I think probably potentially was another mistake. Um, but if it, the weight wasn't going down, didn't check any other measurements, I'd be like, okay, we need to pull out 200 <laughs> more calories. We need to do an hour more on the stepper. Just really rash changes on a weekly basis that ended up getting me to a place where I was eating rabbit food. Yeah. Thinking that that was going to get me a result. And, and just to add to that as well, let, let's say, for example, someone's refeed happened to be on a Saturday or Sunday and they're going, and they might have had a low on the Friday, but their mind will override that because they're going to go on what they see on that Monday morning. Now, technically, mm. the average person that has um, or has a refeed over the weekend, generally, the average person is probably going to weigh that a little bit more, a bit more glycogen storage in the muscle mass. So a little bit, uh, little bit more water retention is generally held for the average person, but your mind doesn't look at that, does it? Mm, no. And I got to, I think I got to a point where I was just wondering why it it wasn't going down, even though I was eating probably like we've spoken before, I was eating 1500 calories at one point. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why are we still at, you know, 60 or whatever? I think it was probably 74 back then. 
why am I still – why can't I get below – 70, why am I not? I've still got this midsection that I just not budging, you know, the stubborn <laughs> fat. And I think I just told myself, oh, this is just stubborn fat. And yeah. it's just my genetics. It's not going to move. Yeah. And, and, and without, you know, you know, bringing you down right here, you, you were around that 74 kilo eating, you know, rabbit food, 1500 calories. And you didn't look overly fabulous, did you? No. Yet you were starving yourself. And let's let's talk about on a personal health perspective, mm. you know, a low calories for a long period of time for a male, we can talk female and female, but let's be specific here to this conversation. You know, it doesn't do our hormone profile any good either. Testosterone, low calories, you know, for an extended period of time isn't mm. overly fabulous. Yeah, and that's the, th- that's the problem with getting so fixated on that number on the scale and I think a lot of people have that problem is they're so inf- like infatuated with that number on the scale where mm. there's so many other important factors than the number like your hormonal health like micronutrient health yeah. like you know how many how much cardiovascular you're doing or, or not doing or could be doing or um, how what's your training intensity like my training intensity was lackluster mm. the back end and I wasn't factoring that in because like we've spoken about many times muscle controls metabolism yeah that's one of the biggest things I've learned from you not factoring those other factors in when making decisions for yourself and that and the, and the other point was for me since working with you is you do not have a clear mind when you're coaching yourself yeah yeah I cannot underestimate the power of having someone help you through a cutting phase. Yeah, again, you you make base you base the decision based on what you see in the mirror and what the scales say. Mm. Now you know sometimes you wake up you're just having a fat morning, <laughs> we, and, we, and we all have them. I have them. I don't think there's a person on the planet that goes, "God, I look soft." And what happened? I look yesterday hard and everything yesterday. Something must be wrong. I better just cut food and, and away we go. But you, you raise a good point there when you're talking about you know jumping on the scales and 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 on on the Monday when you're doing your weighing and nothing's changing. And when you break that down, when you look at it. Not for one second, I think, does human beings sit back and go, actually, but hang on, even if I was up or the scales are the same, I had a fabulous week of training. What I also did was I was able to help my joints and my cardiovascular, mm. like you mentioned, Yeah, that my bone structure, got, again, is improving simply because you're doing some resistance-based training. We forget about all the psychological sides of weight training, you know, it, it allowed you to release some endorphins, dopamine, serotonin. You know, we don't talk about that in the update, do we? We don't talk mm. about, you know, someone had a really, really tough week, but what got them over the line was exercise, moving. Mm. All we care about is is the number on the scale. So so let's go and talk about what goes through your mind, what we, what we just mentioned, but Let's talk about probable reasons why this is the case. So let's say, for example, you, you've done your, as a user, nice example, you jumped on the scales on Monday. You're up. All right. So, so let let's discuss reasons why this could be probable. So let's let's put number one. Let's talk about stress. Mm. Okay. You, you you don't mind a stress or two, hey Ryan? I am very. <laughs> I have a proclivity towards stress. One hundred percent. Ryan stress good. <laughs> but fact yes. of reality is, uh, in, in 2023 now, I must say I got to get used to saying that. Look. It, has there ever been a more stressful time in the last sort of 10 to 15 years for us? I, I'm going to say there probably hasn't been. I, look, obviously, you know, life's always challenging and, 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 and every era and every decade and it ha- has its challenges. But I feel uh, in, in a time at the moment, there's there's never been 
mental health concerns like there is now. There's never been prices so high. The average family can barely survive. You've got both parents working, which takes, you know, the time away from the kids. And now the kids don't have mum and dad around. Dad's got to go away and work in the mines. Let's talk about Queensland here. And all of a sudden, so he's not home. So you've, you've got kids missing out. You've got a wife that hasn't got their partner around. So they've got to pull the load. That adds stress. And then you've got to go to work. And then you're trying to focus on your health and fitness goals. So the cortisol is going to go through, through the roof. So mm. if I, someone was to give me an update and, and, it's, and, and they've assured me that everything is on point and, and they're, they're tracking effectively, they've done everything they need to do and their weight's up, that the first thing I would, I would be asking the questions is, How's your week been on a personal aspect? That would be question number one. And I, and I think, you know, if I was to ask you, you had a bit of a challenging week, you know, the last couple of weeks. And the first things I'd ask you, Ryan, how's the last couple of weeks been? Mm, yeah. And I think, well, well, I think a lot of people might be thinking right now, oh, does it actually have that big of a difference on your weight? Like mm. surely a little bit more of a stressful day or two, it's not going to make my weight go up by a kilo or two. Surely, but I think in my experience, that hasn't been the case. I have noticed there is a direct correlation between, you know, stressful events and what my body responds to later that week, particularly with my weight yep. and how I'm l visibly looking in the mirror. I've noticed I can be very soft and watery yep. the week after a series of stressful events. Yeah, so, and that simply comes down to the cortisol in our body. And, and cortisol yeah. isn't isn't the enemy for, for listeners right at the moment. When It is it is for a weigh-in. That's, that's about it. But cortisol is almost a warning to your body. The, your body's trying to do its thing. So if the body knows yeah. it's under stress, the mechanism for recovery for stress is for the body to release water. Mm. You ever notice what happens when you, 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 know, you, you roll an ankle or you, or you have a knee injury? The first thing that happens is fluid goes to it. That's mm. your body's mechanism for recovery. Or what about when you have them gnarly leg sessions? Actually, do you have gnarly leg sessions? <laughs> <laughs> We're physique, working on that. Physique boy over here. We're working on um, that. Well, let, let's say for reference myself, you know, doing a big leg session, there's a, you know, there's probably lost, no, all the lines are gone. The next yeah. day they can look a little bit inflamed because mm. they've got a lot of fluid holding. Mm. So the reason for that is because of the trauma that you've put on the muscle. So the muscle to recover actually needs to release water in the body. So yes. so cortisol, it's, it's not necessarily the enemy. It's just letting you know what's going on and it's its body body's mechanism for recovery. So mm. if we do a weigh-in and we sit back and we understand that, oh my God, my weight's going up by one kilo and I'm looking soft, what's happened? But I've done everything right. Mm. So you can you can pretty much turn around and look, say to yourself, that, that's okay. You know, I've, I've had a stressful couple of weeks. So therefore you may not get a shift in weight in a couple of weeks on the scales. But if you just keep to the point, but also if you are actually to look at your waist, you might find that the waist might come down though. Mm. The water might be sitting in someone's glutes, their midsection, um, in their hips, et cetera, but their waist may be fine. Mm. So, so by taking, you know, a lot of data when you do do a check-in, as opposed to maybe a look how you look when you're training. Um, you can generally tell by clothes. You can look in the mirror if you're stressed. Sometimes your face can actually, you know, just blow up a little bit. Um, you can generally see a measure in waist, hip measurements, and the scales doesn't want to be our definitive number. If we take various tests, sometimes you can go, scale's up, but God, I feel better. I've got a few more lines coming through in my arms. I look a little bit more vascular. So you, you can look at that and go, yeah, well, I, I probably look better, even though the scales are saying other. Mm. But you, so we don't want to get too fixated on scales. Look, they're a guide, but from week to week, they are not always going to be linear and, and, and lose that five, 600 grams of body fat per week. Mm. So body fat and weight loss is, is they're, they're different things. Weight loss is just the weight on the scales. That can be anything. That can be water weight. You 
you may not have gone and done a number two to the toilet. You know what I mean? Or exactly. Or, or have you ever, you know, mm. slept all through the night and got, oh God, I didn't even pee. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, bad it, night got, of sleep yeah. is a big one as well. Yeah, which just stresses the body out because the body yeah. knows it didn't get the recovery it needs. So, yeah. so that's one big way of understanding that. You know, try not to think that you've plateaued because in a week or two the scales didn't go down. Sometimes there's an element of patience, like you mentioned earlier, mm. that we need to bring into our health and fitness goals. So, um, the body's a lot more complicated than we realize. It's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, guys are a lot more simpler. I find. You poor mm. ladies out there, there is way more moving parts. And Do you think they actually do have a more difficult time with this? You know, we, yeah. we can talk about plateauing both ways. We can talk about strength plateaus just the same. We can talk about weight loss plateaus. But do you think when we're just specifically talking about weight loss plateaus, do you think women do have a more difficult time? 100%. And ladies, I'm on your side if you're listening. And um, There you go. And I always have been because primarily over the last decade, I've probably had 70% females. Mm. So, so I get an understanding that, you know, there, there's almost two, top two weeks of, of the month that their body will be very, very slow on fat burning due to hormonal reasons. Interesting. And so obviously, you know, when hormonal reasons come into it, there's going to be inflammation around the body. You know what I mean? So there's going to be fluctuations in weight. So for, for us, it's, it's really about the consistency and, and the duration of time frame that they do diet for, so to speak is one of the most important things. So I've had, I've had clients that the weight's barely changed in three, four weeks and they're like, the, and they're doing their head in and they go, Oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? And I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And I won't change anything. Mm. And they're thinking this guy's nuts. Is he even paying attention to what I'm doing? Then all of a sudden there's a two and a half kilo drop that just come overnight because of the stress, time of the month, hormone situations, uh, lack of sleep at uh, night shift. You know, a lot of ladies it can be nurses doing night shift. Totally, you know I mean? that throws the 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 equilibrium out of the body out. Okay, the 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 thing that makes the body balance. You know, the yeah. body's always looking for this word, fancy word called homeostasis. It's looking for it to balance on everything, mm. and so therefore it has to keep shifting. Has to keep shifting water. Your water dynamics changes every hour. That's why sometimes you know you know bodybuilders can look great, and within an hour, two, three, four later, they don't. Mm. You know what I mean? Or sometimes you go, I wake up in the morning, look sharp, and yeah, by the time I've had you know two liters of water and a couple of meals, oh, I look a bit softer. Totally, water is always changing in the body. So, so what what what's another reason, Ryan, that we can go down? We're talking about the importance of stress, and we can talk about maybe if we get time after about ways to manifest that stress is probably a. Um, uh, an important topic that we can chat about but um here's a big one i've learned um yep. particularly through our journey this recent cut is and i think i've got a lot of friends who go through this same same thing and i try to explain this concept to them and it just goes over their head it's almost like they don't believe what i'm saying yeah. and i and i've done this a lot when you particularly if you're trying to really uh, you know achieve a particular goal is tracking food out and underestimating how off that mm. could be. And I think I've done this. The last three cuts I tried to do and failed. I've done three yep. cuts previous to this and completely failed each time and had to get out of the cut. Um, I think all those times, the common denominator was a lot of tracked out food, like scanning in, you know, even scanning in salads from, from Guzman's and Gomez or... Yep. You know, and there's so many variables there, just totally underestimating the hidden calories in particularly alcohol, sources, and the big one is oil. The, I'm just mm. underestimating the amount of oil in things when I'm tracking out. And I remember you had this conversation with me, like, hey dude, I don't think you under I don't think you understand 
how important it is and how much of a difference it's going to make if you control everything that goes in your mouth by cooking it yourself. Um, and when I started doing that and I noticed a visible difference in my appearance, the yeah. same calories, same macros, but just not tracking that food from outside sources. And that just made a world of difference to my surprise. Yeah, interesting. And it's a fabulous point that you raise. And look, if we're talking about, you know, someone that might have a lot of weight to lose, say, say Mrs. Jones, I just use that as an example of an individual wanting to lose a few kilos, the start of the weight loss journey, they can tune their diet up and away they go. But we're talking about people that have been, you know, they're well into their journey now. Yes. And, and they've lost a little bit of fluffy wuffy at the start. Yes. Which is very, very normal. A bit of water comes off. And then you, you realize that you've got to pay a little bit more attention to detail. And what you mentioned there is one of the greatest things, and I, we had this conversation a few weeks ago where I said, dude, if you, if you want what you're after and you've never had a six pack in your life and you're well on your way. And I said, well, you're going to have to start. You're, you're a very social guy. We, we agree there. <laughs> Gosh, unbelievable. I've never seen a guy be out so much. Out and, um, yeah. And, and then, and then, and then, then what, put that in, correlate that into where your physique is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the discussion's over. We go, okay, something has to change. I'm not totally. asking anyone to be, you know, boring Sam here, but what I'm asking it goes, sometimes there has to be an element of sacrifice. Yeah. I did say to, you know, never go out. What I did say is, mate, make it once a week or make it your refeed day, but still keep that control because the hidden calories and the oils, even a guzman, man, you know, I've had it, man. There's still oil drizzled everywhere. There could be like, 30 grams of oil drizzled on that. Totally. 30 times nine is 270 calories just hidden. Bang, <laughs> smack. And when you're paying attention to detail, and if you're doing that three times a week, all of a sudden before you know it, now there's another 900 calories during the week. And you wonder why you're still okay because you may not have put the weight on, but you didn't lose it. Mm. Well, you had 900. It's like you've spent an extra $900 in the week that you don't have. Well, you can't do that. So I think on that case there, it's one of the biggest things that there has to be an element of sacrifice. I've actually even told people this year, you know, that, that, that I've been working with for a while that are still not nowhere near where they want to be. And I'm nowhere near where I want them to be. And I've had to put the hard word to go, all right, one or two things, you need to stop your social life. Not completely. I said, but you, you just can't go out twice a week and, and drink and eat out and wonder why you're not where you need to be. There yeah. has to be an element of sacrifice. Someone mm. going on stage, there has to be an element of sacrifice. If you want to build a business and a brand, there has to be an element of sacrifice yeah. for the short term to get the long-term gain. Yeah. And we've had a chat about this, about your business, you're going to grow. Yep. You know what I mean? That you, you're going to have to stop going out. Yes, mm. you wanted this and that, but your friends out at the pub are not going to build your brand. Mm-hmm. And there has to be an element of locking yourself up for five years, but pick your moments. Yeah. Pick your moments. And in your weight loss journey, pick your moments. Pick your events that you do have coming up that are important to you yep. and that you do want to have a beer or two with a friend. But it's about changing the, the old you and go, you know what? I'm going to start bringing in, I'm going to go out, but I might just learn to have two, three beers, not nine every time I go mm. out. And that's twice a week. If you do the math, you, you, you've got to learn. If you want to stay lean all year round, a lot of people do. I'm an advocate for it. You know that, Ryan. Um, for no particular reason other than I'm nearly 46 and I've been there and I've done it and I just like to stay in shape. Totally. So I pick my moments that I go out to dinner. You're, and, and you're really good at this, yeah. Yeah, and it's taken me a long while to, to get it right. And, 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 and you can get it right, but I also have been doing this for decade after decade and it wasn't until I got to 40 years old that I really found a method that actually worked. And it, and it wasn't rocket science. It was just that, you know what, Leon? Every other day you can eat moderate and then you can have a couple of meals out. But I don't even eat an abundance when I go out. Mm. I just don't. The old Leon would have gone, I'm going out, so I'll have the two large pizzas and I'll have the garlic bread and I'll have six beers and, and I'll do that. 
It made it two and a half thousand calories. Totally. Now I'll go and just have whatever I'm choosing, and it's probably only a five, six hundred, hundred gram meal, a uh, calorie meal, sorry, and then I'll have you know one or two beers, and I'm done. And that's a that's a fifteen hundred calorie difference, and doing that weekly, mate, add fifteen hundred over that over the next fifty two weeks. Don't ask me because my maths putrid, yeah. but either way, it's it's a lot of extra calories going in your body. Yeah. And there's not, and the other thing is, I think a lot of people don't want to be the guy who goes out and doesn't eat or doesn't drink, but not as many people care about what you're drinking than you think. You know, there's nothing wrong with going out and having a Diet Coke. You've yeah. said that to me a few times. Just go out and have a Diet Coke. No, no, no one actually cares. And no one's going to get the result for you but you. Exactly. So if you're heavily influenced by your surroundings, a lot of people are, oh, but you know, we love to drink. I love to do this. Hey, we all do. But Blake, please don't complain to me if you're not where you need to be. There has to be an element of sacrifice in the short term. But I'm only saying the short term. Yes. And um, anyone can you can build a body, you can get lean, you can you can sustain it, you can build whatever physique you want. hundred percent wholeheartedly. I don't care where anyone is. I've proven it time and time again. I've had people lose 30, 40, 50 kilo, maintain a fabulous year uh, physique all year round, though they had to change their old ways. Mm. So it is it is absolutely definitely possible in the, in the process. Most of the time, when people are putting a lot of weight on, or they're socialising too much, or drinking too much, there could be psychological aspects that are, that are untapped. And there could be personal things going on, anxiety, depressed mindset, depression. And so there's an accumulation of drinking. Some people, when they go out, it's easier to have a couple of beers to mellow out, chill out, and then they can engage really well. That becomes a terrible habit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's hard for them people for me to say, can you go and have a Diet Pepsi, a diet Coke or a Pepsi Max? Yes. Um, because that's not giving them the, the stimuli they need to maybe engage in conversation. So, totally. so don't brush that aside. It's an important fact to go, actually, maybe I need to address what I need to address. And, 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 and that's the biggest thing I find in anyone's health and fitness goals. The number one, probably the number one thing I can tell people, hence why I went and studied counseling. Mm. Because I understood a decade ago that, you know, I'm not here to put anyone through sometimes the greatest leg session or the greatest session. It's more about the connections, the chat, the conversations. How can I get this person to, you know, have a great week and, and find mm. out what's holding them back, what has been holding them back. And I, and I feel that's Getting the one. That, a great state of mind, yeah. It is. And I don't expect any, you know, coach out there to understand, you know, the therapy or the psychological side of human beings. But please be aware that, you know, when a client's going through a difficult time, understand that, put them onto a professional. Because the, a, a, a client working with or, or a person working in conjunction with yourselves on the health and fitness journey with a therapist, a counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist, whoever it may be, is so powerful. And for me, I think that's the best tool that I think a lot of people need to take on board. Totally. And I think another good point is, and I don't think we're both, we're, none of us are saying that, you know, dieting is an all year round thing. It's, it's for a no. specific moment, specific goal. Most of the time you're not going to be dieting. Most of the time you're going to be eating a healthy, reasonable amount of calories. And these little one percenters are not going to come into it. Um, and, and you should be focusing on your mindset and, you know, lifting more every time you go into the gym and eating good food and, but the, and the other thing I've noticed with a lot of my friends who I, I deal with is the this whole emotional eating thing. Yes, where you you're so on point for six days out of the week, and they go out have one day and they totally binge. I got a friend who was telling me the other day, you know, usually after a Saturday night I'll have a big night socialize and I just can't help myself. I've got to go through the Macca's drive-through, yeah. smash two large chips, two Big Macs. He's like, it's not really going to affect my goals. It's just one meal. But he does it every single week. And 
ultimately that accu- I feel like that accumulates and it usually comes down to when you, you're dealing with a certain situation or how do people navigate through trying to get their goals, those, you know, stressful moments in life or you've been told bad news. I had a situation recently, I ended up in hospital um, and I was told something that wasn't true by a doctor that was less experienced and that sent me into kind of an emotional spiral which led me into binge eating for a whole day, oh, <laughs> which yes. is bad. I'm sorry now. Yeah. But that was, that set me back a lot. Just that yeah. one day of just falling off the horse. And the only reason I did that is because I was just, I was just pushed into a state of stress and fear. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you just said that I picked up my phone and I had to get my calculator out. <laughs> because as you, as you mentioned there, Ryan, about the the, the, the guy that goes for the drive through Maccas, and hey, look, I'm, I'm a massive advocate of McDonald's, mate. I'm, I'm a Big Mac <laughs> tragic, I must confess. I love nothing better no one's hating than, than a Big Mac. No, no, no. Oh, please don't hate on McDonald's. I'm not the, hating on McDonald's. The Big Mac is massive. It's amazing. It is my number one food. I do have it. Uh, few and far between, but when I do have it, I treasure I treasure that moment. It's a moment where I sit there with a Big Mac. I love my large chips. I love a cheeseburger to go with it, and a large Diet Coke. And people, <laughs> people are like, "Hey, you got to get a Diet Coke after having all that food." And I go, "Yeah, hey, it saves me. You know, it might save me 150 calories." It sounds ludicrous and sounds crazy, but anyway, the point I was getting to was. I just did the math there about eating on one night, eating an extra, say, 1,500 calories mm. thereabouts, times by 52 every single week, is 78,000 calories extra. Wow. See, right there. All righty. So you've just, your bank is now um, in negative $78,000. Would you like that, Brian? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you you mean you wouldn't love it? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, a great point. Yeah. No one, no one wants to be $78,000 behind. Yeah. Um, and so point being, when you actually think about it and, and when you're talking weight loss and, and the health and fitness world and, and you're looking for a lifestyle change, we don't look at these things week to week, but if you actually broke them down over the course of the year, that's what breaks people down and realizing that's what, why they're not where they need to be. So you look at that when I mentioned and a lot of people say, Leon, you're in shape all year round. Yes. Do I sacrifice anything? No, I've just trained myself to go, you know what? I don't want to be in a negative $78,000 bank account. So I'm not going to go eat an extra 78,000 calories per year. That is why I'm where I'm at now. If I was to eat that, I would might sit around 86, not 81. Is that because you are just a miraculous human being with incredible discipline? Or is there tools and strategies you use to avoid making those big weekly mistakes or... Falling off the horse, so to speak. I've done it. I've been there. I've been I've been overweight and I've been underweight and I've got really sick and I've done multiple shows, multiple dieting phases. And personally, you know, training for 30 years, if I'm training for 30 years and getting up at 4.30 every single, every single day religiously, mm. I want to look good for it. Yeah. And even if I've got, you know, contest prep coming up and I'm getting myself ready, I might put on a, an extra few kilos with an increase of calories just so I start my diet higher. That's, that's a given. But it's still in decent shape and you know what it's it's simple it's maturity ryan it's it's i'm at an age of nearly 46 where i i value the health world and fitness world and and i like to be a leader in the industry to go what you know what you can eat you know on average around 2700 calories a day it's not huge it's not too low it's more than enough food for me to maintain a a, a good shape all year round so so for me personally I, i i i just want to get bang for buck 
Yeah. I want to be able to train every day and be happy with the way I look. If you're still building a physique and you're young, we, we're having a different conversation. Yeah. Or or if clients have come to me and they're, they're not where they need to be and we need to build a lot of muscle and we need to put, put them on the sideline for two years before a show and they may be needing to eat an abundance of calories, they may need to do, do a decent so-called, I don't like the word bulking, but uh, an extended period of time in a surplus, let's say. Yeah. And that's just going to have, that's just the nature of the beast because we know, or I know, there's still room for growth for them. Yeah. There's absolutely room for growth. Myself now, again, I'm, I'm in a content time of my life where, you know, there's other aspects of my life that's important other than competing. Okay, I've been there and done it multiple times before. Yes, I will compete again, but I, I just want to stay in shape, train, work, connect. There's a lot of things I'm doing at the moment and, um, and that's my priority. Mm. Spend a lot of time, again, on the mental health side of human beings. Um, yep. Because at the moment we have a lot of people that don't have that capacity or, or the mindset strength to be able to give to others. So that's where a time where I go, well, I need to be fully charged. I need to be feeling great within my skin. Mm. And that's not at 90 kilo. Yeah. So if I'm feeling great at 80 kilo, my, my mind's in, in a greater position. So if True. my mind's in a greater spot, well, I, I work better, I talk better, I perform better, I'm more confident with people and what I need to do. So so everything's relevant. Mm. You know, your your body fat levels are relevant to what your goal is. Everyone's goal's not my goal. Yeah. If I was talking about competing, like I mentioned, it's another conversation. Yeah. Your goal at the moment is to, you've, you've never been lean before. Never. And, and, you, you, and, it, and it's hard for you to keep that faith and hope within yourself that to even visualize what you're going to look like there. Yeah. You're so far from that. But what will happen is if you just keep on the journey and understand that your journey will be maybe longer than what mine is to get lean. Yeah. It is what it is. It's your genetic makeup. But you are going to get there. There will be plateaus. And, but are they really plateaus? Mm. They're, they're not even plateaus. They're just to the point where more, hang on, the, the scales didn't give us the uh, correct result. Yep. Or there could be stress. Or you had a couple of meals out. Or there was a beer or two that had some, some, some artificial sugars in them or alcohol sugars, something that the app didn't pick up and you thought you're on point. So there's always yep. going to be mul- multiple reasons why someone potentially isn't plateauing. Yeah, I got a, a final thought here is um, I think it's just something I think mo- people might be thinking and something that you've helped me with recently I felt like it'd be good to share is people might be thinking, how do I get through, this is all well and good, you know, January down to, you know, February down to November. But when we get, because we're in that holiday season now, I think a lot of people go, okay, well, I'm going on holidays for two weeks. How do I not blow out? How do I not totally lose control or have my weight go up 10 kilos. I remember a couple of years ago, I went on a cruise and I, I was metabolically and not in a good place. I think my weight went up because I kind of had a seafood diet, seafood, eat food. Yeah. <laughs> I, I vacuum cleaned everything yeah. on that boat because it was all free. So I was like, yeah. I need to get my money's worth. So I ate, I just didn't think it's not going to have a huge effect. I went, I was 14 kilos up Yeah. in 14 days. Wow. Like ridiculous weight gain. Um, and my face turned into an air balloon. So it was, <laughs> it for me, You've given me some really helpful strat- strategies. I was remember saying to you recently through this cut, how am I going to get through Christmas Day? Because it's just my, my family, it's, a, it's just food everywhere. Uh, and it's a whole day. How do I get through Christmas Day? Because I've never known how to do it. Do I have to bring my scale to Christmas? And you were like, no. And I think the way you helped me um, get through that day without totally falling off the horse was really helpful. I, and it was a great day. I ate food, but I just made some smart decisions yeah and it wasn't the end of the world yeah and and as you raise a point and i and i say this very 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 kindly and i would never want to hurt anyone but the 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 fact and the truth of the matter is 
when you go into environments that have an abundance of food and 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 foods part of uh, like a, like the religion almost like it's what you do. Mm. I love that. Like I was talking about Italian family. Let's let's talk. Let's divert it to a say an Italian family that love cooking. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Not too many of them are in shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, again, I, I say this very nicely, but the fact yeah. of reality is. If I was to eat like that, I'm not going to be in shape. Mm. There, there is an elephant, an, an elephant, an element of of sacrifice that has you look like an elephant. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But point being is that if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to look the same way. Mm. Now, people are coming to me to not look the same way. So you're going to have to change what you used to do. Mm. So if you're that person that you have summer holidays, you love to go and eat and drink and party and do all your things, and then you'll justify in two weeks' time when you put on four kilos that it's okay, it's, uh, I, I beg that they're happy with that. But the, fig, the thing is, it is you, you, one, you've got to make the mistakes first right. because that's how we learn. And I can talk from maturity. So because, uh, again, I, I've done that. I've been there. I've been frustrated. I haven't been where I needed to be and couldn't understand why that those 78,000 calories extra in that year was leaving me where I didn't need to be. Mm. So there's elements of times where now I'll go out and I won't even eat, okay? And people are like, are you not ordering? No, 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 I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm actually just going to have the Diet Coke. And and, and years ago, people would think I'm boring or, you know, this guy's very antisociable, but when they, they see how you look and they see what you do and they see what you're an advocate and they see how hard you work and you have pride in your body and, and you love your body and you respect your body, no one says anything anymore. Mm. You know, well, how can they? When everyone's around you potentially not where they need to be, they're probably sitting back and being secretly a little bit more, you know, maybe um, influenced by that to go, wow, I wish I had that discipline. But and again, it's back to that, that, that discipline and consistency to wanting to have a, a body a certain way. It's, it's like someone wanted to build a business and they want to build a million dollar business. Mm. You know, they're, they're probably going to be working a few more hours than the next person. Right. And, and, and but their, their discipline goes to that. Uh, my, my discipline goes to, you know, myself first. And then the consistency within myself is number one, because when that's in point, everything else stems down there. Any business yeah. person doing really, really well, it'll be no coincidence that, um, you know, they're in a pretty good frame of mind and they've put some some good strategies in place to make mm. changes. Like we can talk about our great friend, Brett Ambrose um, from Ambrose Building. Big shout out. Um, an incredible human being. Yeah. Uh, me- mentally an incredible human being, has an abundance of faith and his middle name should be Grace because he, he specifically focuses on the grace of human beings and how he treats people. Mm. And, and and that's created a culture within his workplace. It's no coincidence that successfully he's, he's doing absolutely incredible. And that's because the mindset and his whole entirety of his focus, you know, and energy and consistency and discipline and patience goes towards that. So it's, it's no coincidence that that part of his life is amazing. Yeah. So if, if your, if your avenue is your physique, um, it's about adopting those same behaviors into your physique and you're going to make mistakes as that's okay. But you'll get to a point where you'll be so frustrated that it's time to change. And as, as we, we got to hit the bottom, bottom of the barrel. That's when we'll change. Totally. So I think, I think to wrap it up, Ryan, what would be, um, what, what's one bit of advice that you can give based on experience? Um, when someone jumps on the scales tomorrow for their checking day and the scales have gone through the roof. Yeah, I would say, the the one of the things I'd say is don't underestimate the power of accountability. Yeah. Whether you get a coach or you have someone with more experience than you to be accountable to, that's oh man, that was a game changer for me. Um, don't be in a rush to drop and cut food. Love it. 
Do not, do not be in a cut. God, I was hoping you are going to answer that way. <laughs> do not be in a rush to cut calories. That's the biggest mistake I've made. And I've been, I haven't changed my calories for, I've been on like a really reasonable amount of food, 2,000 for what, the 10 weeks of this cut. Oh, we've been lucky. And, and, and might we would say that, that 2,000, you're getting lean at 2,000, whereas, you know, two years ago, you couldn't get, you were overweight at 1,500 calories. I would have been bulking on 2,000. Yeah, 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 if you're lucky, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's amazing the body composition. And, and that's from, just for the listeners again, it's just from, uh, you know, changing a, a few basic things. We didn't change the world. Yeah. We had to reverse out bring calories. But we also, you know, we got a little bit more specific about our resistance-based training yeah. because, as you mentioned earlier, about muscle has a direct correlation towards yeah. fat loss. So if we can build muscle, build your physique, mm. that'll bring your, your starved, so to speak, metabolism in which it was probably at, yep. at a bit of an idle phase around that 1500. Yeah, and it was just, and the other thing for me that I've learned from you is, you know, you can make so many mistakes. You can you can binge, you can have a bad weekend to wait on your goal trying to achieve that goal. But the people that you want to look like like yourself and they're disciplined. Yeah. There's a next level. You don't have to do that that mm. trip to the fast food shop and clean up everything. You don't have to do that. There's some if you want to go to the next level, like you're going to have to be that disciplined guy because the people you look up to are disciplined. Be like the people you want to be. And and, and that's that's probably life to a T, isn't it? You know what yep. I mean? You're surrounding yourself by people that, you know, that, that you aspire to or you want to be like. I'll I, I just say on that note, it being in the mental health world, one thing that I, I'm really struggling to, to come to terms with is in this world that's, you know, we're trained uh, specifically, especially with social media is making us do this, that disconnect yourself from toxic people. Mm. Uh, it, it's everywhere and, and and nothing breaks my heart more. I, I've built a business and a brand and a gym based on, I invite you in here. Mm. I, I, I invite that person in here that, you know what, that needs some change. And because I will be the person that ethically and morally and integrally, I can, I can tell them you need to change. And, mm. and, and and that's what I've made a mission out of my last decade of actually doing. So I, why many people want to run, and I get that because if your cup's half full, you can't give to a, to a person that's maybe that, you know, that real negative person. Yeah. Nothing's ever good enough. I love those people mm. because they're the people that I know need help. So I, I want to, you know, a, a, attack myself to them, a, a, attract them. It's like when we were at church, I, that, 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 those people that come in vulnerable, upset, got a lot going on, I, bring, I welcome them. I welcome them, but not everyone can do that. And that is part of my discipline and consistency within myself to everything I do. I want to make sure that I do at the highest level, the best I possibly can, yep. because that then I can give to people. So what, what you mentioned, I sort of went around the bush a little bit on that last statement there, but I just brought that up because, you know, again, the society's teaching us to run away from people that don't serve us. Mm. How about we build ourselves up and we can maybe let them people know that, hey, they can change like them. Yeah. You know, pe people are how they are and, and they do the things that they do. And for a reason, they may be going through some real life challenges. So, um, mm. And they're the ones who usually have the craziest transformations and they're the ones who normally have the most potential. It's exactly my point of view, Ryan, is yeah. that, you know, uh, we, 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 we don't want to run away from these people because, mm. again, I think everyone should have the opportunity to have the opportunity that we have to, you know, work with a good coach or work with friends or, or train in the gym together. Yeah. Um, yes, we've all got flaws and, 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 and the biggest change that a human being could do is just acknowledge where you're at. You know, usually if we're that negative person or we, we're angry person or we have a go at people and we're that person that people don't want to be around – Sit back and have a look at yourself and go, yeah, maybe maybe I could change. It's it's okay, you know, it's okay for everyone to go through a difficult time in your life, and yeah. and, and and I want everyone to 
experience happy times, joyful times. Um, I want to be around everyone. I love being around people. You're, you're kind of the same. And I think I've really got to make a point of 2023 myself is I'm, I'm running to you people because why most people that society's telling us to run away from so-called toxic people, nah, they just, they just need a helping hand. Yeah. And they need a firm hand and they need someone to maybe tell them where they're at and mm. what, maybe why they haven't got support around them. And let's get them support because I think everyone, every human being has some good. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I want to find that. Amazing. What a great mindset. So Ryan, mate, thank you so much for being on board. Privilege. Dude, we're, we're, we're going to roll these out weekly now. All right. We're, we're, we're going to get abundance of these out and we're going to be pretty busy and we're going to come up with some incredible topics and um, I really enjoy it. So buddy, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that Body and Mind Bolian Project. Stay tuned for It's How You Think the Movie coming to your living rooms very shortly, Ryan. Very soon. Very, very, very soon. Or can we, can we go very, 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 very soon? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have an absolutely fabulous day.